0: Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast, a place where we bring a new paranormal guest each episode to share their journey and experiences. My
1: name's Kim Dennis. I'm, all, I'm known as Clairvoyant Kim as well, too. It's kind of my radio name. Um, I'm a medium, so and I'm a psychic, so I channel people who are crossed over, your loved ones, plus give people insight into their lives.
0: Visit our sponsor, The Most Gifted Psychics. Call 866-228-2883 and mention code word Haunting Live to receive 10 minutes for just $10. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Uh, hello, Kim. Uh, welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode.
1: Hi, Trevor. Thanks so very much for inviting me. Well,
0: it's Thanks, wonderful sir. to have you on the show. And uh, first of all, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yeah, what you so do? Funny.
1: Yeah, my name's Kim Dennis. I'm all, I'm known as Clairvoyant Kim as well, too. It's kind of my radio name. Um, I'm a medium. So and I'm a psychic. So I channel people who are crossed over your loved ones, plus give people insight into their lives as well, too. So yeah, I try to, um, to connect people with their loved ones just it helps a lot with grief. You know, so I kind of narrow that gap between that this world and that world. So that people who have lost their loved ones kind of feel them close and don't feel the loss quite as much. And plus give them insight into their life as well. And if their life's going in a direction that they don't particularly like, I can help them with the spiritual tools to put them on the the path to to manifesting what it is that they want.
0: Wonderful. Sounds like you have a wide range of uh, services that you do for people. So... Um, well, that's
1: kind of the two the, the two main reasons people come to me is they want to contact their loved ones who are crossed over and their life isn't going in the direction that they want it to. Yeah, and want some insight on how to how to make that. I can't make anything happen in anybody's life. Not yet anyways, I'm working on it. <laughs> but uh, but I can help put them in the direction and say, this is what's coming if you keep on this path. If that's what you want, great. Keep doing what you're doing. If not, this is the tools and this is what you need to to put you on the path to what you do want.
0: So, what do you more classify yourself as than uh, mediumship, or do you do Medium. psychic work Medium. here?
1: Me, well, I think, uh, I don't know, I think I, all kind of uh, mediums are psychic, Not maybe not all psychics are mediums, there's lots of, they call me clairvoyant, Kim, because it sounds good with Kim, and clairvoyant is a French word, meaning clear seeing so you just see your clear picture Medium part is, is channeling and picking up your loved ones, <clears throat> so that just takes it literally to a higher level as well, too, so I, I more or less say that I am a medium, <clears throat> and with that um, comes the psychic part, clairvoyant part, or whatever, just seeing a clearer picture of people's lives.
0: Uh, Definitely goes both ways. I think it works together with mediship and psychic together. So it just depends on which end you go with more, I guess. So.
1: I I always channel somebody even no regard if anybody who comes for reading I always channel somebody a lot of people so I've got nobody who's passed I'm like oh we all do you know whether it's a grandparent or something like that so so even if they're more coming for insight into their life I always channel somebody I always channel a few people actually is what it is but it may lean towards more what's going on in your life going in your life as opposed to maybe um, you know is my mom here is she okay and stuff like that and I give people a lot of reassurance a lot of people worry about their loved ones once they cross over which is the last thing you want to do is the last thing you want to do is worry about them you know i've never encountered a spirit who was in a bad place who was still ill in a wheelchair you know even mental health we get that physical things get healed because you can't take your body right but emotional things get healed people are suicide or have mental health issues those things get healed as well too and that can be very reassuring for for our loved ones who are here
0: yeah definitely i think sometimes people don't know sometimes what they want to ask when they come for a reading for that kind of service so it kind of comes out when you do that too so
1: it does I sort of bit I always say you know all I really need is yes or no but you can ask me any question that you like yeah any questions so I kind of open that door but I usually just start and like, let me go off here yeah and just see what and just see what just what comes about and then from there some people have questions and some people some people don't so yeah and then just as the reading progresses other things other different things come up you know um, you know and, and I try to answer things like not even how your life is going and if your loved ones are close by but just what happens when we die what is an old soul you know are have some people had more lives than others you know what are the signs that our loved ones are around us yeah that kind of stuff yeah when they visit us in our sleep are they real you know what's the difference between a nightmare a dream and a, and a visit in your sleep so i kind of help people sort out their feelings about that I, and two you know i think every soul goes this is my spin exactly when they're supposed to it doesn't mean it's the right time for you to lose your loved one right and i try to help them with that as well too so it's okay like to sort out your feelings that it's okay to if they had to go you know um, that usually happens with younger people, obviously, you know, if they had to go, we want it to be all right for them. But that doesn't mean it was the right time for you to lose them. So so and a lot of people think if they they get hung up on that, you know, well, it d- doesn't mean you wanted them to go. It is what it is. Yeah. But I just help them get to a better place with it. Yeah. And help them heal, help them heal as well, too, you know, for their loved ones to to be able to hear that their mom was watching them do a particular thing that day or they're going for this or doing whatever. I mean, it just gives validation that you don't really die. You know, that person that always feels like the young you on the inside, that person you have the inner dialogue with, the person that always feels young, your soul always feels young right? Whether in a body like you and I, Trevor, or outside a body like maybe your grandpa, right? That's why as we get older, we always tell, I feel like that same young person on the inside, that's your soul. That's the real you. It doesn't age and it doesn't die either. And that's the part that transcends and that I connect with. We connect with it ourselves. That's the person you have the inner dialogue with, right? And once you leave your body, then that soul survives. And that's the person person, for lack of a better word, that I talk to. The real you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of
0: stuff comes out though when you do a reading that you're not expecting sometimes as well. So if that person oh, yeah. didn't know they had an inner soul, that might come out as well. And then they might it be is, more open. So
1: Right, and that really makes it tangible. It's like, yeah, like everybody can say that unless you're like, 14. <laughs> like nobody in their 20s. I don't feel like the same young person on the inside. But yeah, but as you get older, like anybody's like, yeah, you know what, I get that. I feel that. And I, I can see that. I'm like, couldn't you feel that when I said that? Because I try to make these things a little bit more tangible. So that person that you always feels young on the inside. you know, And and, and I always say, you know, if you had a grandpa that was in his 80s, and he visits you, and he they always come to form, you're going to recognize it doesn't mean they're in that form anymore. One of the few uh, famous people I channeled was Christopher Reeve. No, I'm in Calgary, and the first Superman was filmed in Calgary. And, um, yeah, one of his good friends came for reading. So, Chris Reeve in a wheelchair, and nobody is. The Superman is flying around. So, yeah. It's really interesting.
0: So, how did this all start for you when you were a child yeah. and younger? Did something happen that you went into this field, or did you have it an experience? Sure it,
1: or? it sure did. I had an out-of-body experience at 13. I had my first one at 13. I came home from track and field practice, had a nap on my bed about two o'clock in the, in the afternoon and I left my body. And I just would, I could see myself sleeping on the bed. I, was, I wasn't i was scared, oddly enough, because I was very young. I never thought, it, it never occurred to me I was going to die. And I would just look at myself sleeping and I was as peaceful as anything. Um, but I felt myself pulled towards the corner of my bedroom and I just sort of floated around my room. My mom eventually opened my door and said, you know, supper's ready or something. And I came back into myself. And that was the first of almost daily, nightly, depending if I had a nap, out-of-body experiences that I had. And I mean, I had lots of them for like 10 years. And honestly, I didn't go very far with, with most of them. But a couple of times I did go to a higher place, which must must be heaven. I don't know. There's no other name for it. So, um, yeah, and they stopped when I was 23. I had a child then. Um, and then I had really had nothing for about two years. And then when she was a toddler, I went back to work. And the intuition phase kicked in after that. And then I was picking up all kinds of information that I had. It wasn't really any huge information, but I had no business knowing. Yeah, and it just I kind of grew from there.
0: So how did you focus on that after you had your first experience and was it something that you continued to do? You said you had more after. I had, I um,
1: had them. Yeah. I had them. Did you focus on it or was
0: it like something that you.
1: No, no, it was never, I was like, they started when I was 13. Right. So I wasn't an adult or anything like that. No, it was never an intention that I had in, in my physical being. No, it was just something that happened. Like think reminding that I was a teenager for most of this, I had lots of naps, right? So guaranteed if I had a nap, cause it's a lighter sleep, I guess, boom. I would leave my I would leave my body. but almost every night I would like I said on some level and I didn't go far. I remember traveling about my room for sure in my house. And it's funny, it was always really quiet, but I remember going into I have a younger brother going into his room and seeing him sleeping and I could hear his fish tanks. I have no idea why, but I could hear his fish tank yeah and then but a couple times I did go to a higher place where I did see heaven and it's what you hear it's like everything wonderful, you know, it's like peace and harmony and unconditional love and just Everything the way it's supposed to, everybody knows they're supposed to be there. And you know what the cool one, the cool thing is what was all cool, but I saw colors that don't exist here. I can't recall them, Trevor, but I know I saw them. It's the weirdest thing. And I can almost go there to the feeling, you know, if I meditate a little bit. But they're like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's for the other side. But I know the feeling of, of seeing it was the coolest thing. And I saw I saw a lot of things. I saw my grandparents there, my dad's parents. And my grandmother had only been gone about six months at that point. And they were lovely people, but they had been in a nursing home for, for about uh, two years. So when I saw them, they looked like my elderly grandparents, but they weren't sick anymore. Yeah, So that's kind of the sum of the things. So I learned really quick. You don't worry about anybody who's crossed over, right? You don't, and nobody appeared sick or disabled or struggling on any any level whatsoever. Yeah. Another thing I saw, I peeked into this room um, where I saw it was a classroom and it looked like it had a bunch of, remember those TV trays, tables? But anyways, with screens in them. And I was kind of told uh, intuitively that all these souls had just returned back to the other side and they were reviewing their life and that's where my life flashed before my eyes comes from and they were doing a life review and not only were they watching it they were feeling everything that they made other people feel and that was part of their experience of crossing over fast forward to the i don't know the late 90s when i was home with my kids and watching oprah betty Eady was on there and she wrote a book called embraced by the light and she had a near-death experience during um you may have read her book during uh heart, i think open heart surgery anyway she saw that same room i remember it like stopped me cold in the middle i was like oh my gosh and I hadn't forgotten about it, but it was like immediate validation. No.
0: I have heard that from different mediums and people that have crossed or had experiences crossing there over like that, coming back, saying there is some type of life review after you get to a there certain is, point. So, yes,
1: yeah, somebody must have experienced something. That's where my life flashed before my eyes when you almost get hit by a car or you have a near miss or something like that. Somebody's experienced that. So, do you
0: have any more detail on that? Can you expand on that at all? Uh, on, your, my up there? Yeah, what you what you experienced while you were across.
1: Yeah, um, just, I saw my grandparents, like I said, and it was just sort of the, I just sort of like was observing, just like, it was almost like I was remote viewing just what it was like up there. And like I said, I uh, all I could feel was like peace and harmony. And everybody knew that they were there exactly when they needed to be. You know, I, I I believe in what they say that we all come here to learn. I think earth is a big school. We're all taking different classes. We're all learning different lessons. There's no mistakes in life, only lessons, but lessons are repeated to you get them and learning never ends. And when you can't learn anything more, you're You're called home. You're called home. And, you know, I, uh, and I, you know, I, I wonder too, why do babies make all the effort to come here and then cross over, but that's all their little soul needed this time around. Or why my friend's mom's laying in a nursing home at 97? you know, waiting to go. Anytime I visit Anna, she says, if you've come here to tell me, I still got more to learn. I'm going to throw something match. <laughs> but, uh, but I get it, you know, but the universe, there the are still, still needs, still needs her. But I did, but I, but I, all I knew was that you don't worry about anybody who crossed that there's something more than this. Most of us believe this. I don't whether you believe in what I do or you're religious or not, that there's something more, but I can, you know, based on my own experience, I'm like, do, and you don't worry about anybody, anybody who's there. Yeah. Yeah. With grief and stuff, right? People do, you know, um, but don't add on the burden if, if they're if they're well or if they're happy or whatever. They know that they're there, they're supposed to. We forget everything at birth. You know, it's sort of the dance between remembering and forgetting is what we're doing here. And when you cross over, the lights come back on, right? So you know that that's you're like, Oh, right. I remember I was I was, this is where I come from. I was I was off to school for a number of years and now I'm back home. And you connect with with everybody who you loved here, who went before you, obviously. And even ones you don't expect, the obvious ones, like maybe parents and grandparents, maybe you had a great neighbor or a coach or a teacher or something like that. You know, they're going to be there to, to welcome you back over to the other side as well, too.
0: So after your experiences there, what was your next step in your mediumship journey then? What drew so, you yeah, into so, more mediumship side of things?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so after that, um, that that was like I said, that was about 10 years. I had my daughter and I had nothing for about two years. I, I don't know if I was a sleep-deprived new mom or what it was. And then I, I was a bank teller for Canada Trust, went back a couple evenings a week, and then the intuition phase kicked in and it was almost I couldn't get away from it. Like never in my life did I say I wanted to be a medium or a psychic. It's just yeah. So it was it was daunting. I was just picking up all kinds of useless information. I used to work in a bank in a mall. I used to write down the names of people, Patty, and then she'd walk in the door or Val would walk My my coworkers would go like, how did you do that? I was like, I don't know. Right. Or I'd be talking to a friend and I knew that she cut her hand that morning, cutting an orange or, or I talked to someone that was like, who's Fred and why is he like six two? And she's like, that was my grandpa. He was six three and his name was Fred. And I'm like, I, he's like standing behind you. And, and that just Progressed over so many years and got stronger and stronger. And I thought, eh, I'm the girl with something extra and stuff like that. But it just got to be so strong and so daunting that I was just like, people were saying, you know, you got something going on here. You've got something. So, wow. so I just kind of, I started doing a little bit of readings and messages for people, and people were liking them and responding well to them. And it just kind of gave me the, um, uh, I guess, the courage to to keep going on with this with this work. I wanted to speed it up at some point. So I phoned a radio station one day and uh, got on with them. And within two minutes, I was clairvoyant Kim of walking in the radio station. And uh, yeah, I had a TV show and I've been, yeah, I've been just running with it ever since.
0: How's your experience on the the show been then? Like you said, you walked in, they gave it to you I, right away. Was it like openly received to do that work? Well, there, when or? I
1: walked into, well, I phoned a radio station, I had, what it was, my, my business was moving along, but I wanted to speed it up, right? So I wanted to quit my day job so I could do this full time. So I don't know, just like everything, it just came to me. It was like phoned a radio station. So I phoned a radio station, one I didn't even listen to they called me back and said, yeah, we'd love to have you on a Friday. So I was, this was my first media, anything, walked in the door and they said, oh, we were trying to promote you. And we didn't know what to call you, psychic Kim or medium Kim. So I thought clairvoyant Kim. So that's what I was saying. So like from the two minutes of walking in the first radio station, it was clairvoyant Kim. So yeah. And I've been, that's that's sort of been my handle, I guess, ever since. So it stuck and I'm like, sounds good to me. So yeah, sounds good to me. So I like it's a little bit French. So so yeah, so that's uh that that's how the name, that's how the name came about. And then um I've been doing then another radio station picked me up and then Val Fortney from the Calgary Herald did an amazing story on me in the paper. She came for a reading, did a story and it changed my life. I got a TV show after that. So
0: Do you still do that nowadays, the radio and no, TV or just no, I don't.
1: No, no, I don't. No, but I still do lots of radio stuff and doing more podcasts like yourself like yourself and i'm doing yeah and i do um yeah private readings group readings
0: the paranormal can happen at any time so that's why our etsy store is always open get your paranormal items from cleansing to protection to attraction all available now on our etsy store search haunting live what do you provide for services day-to-day for your clients
1: yeah so for the most part private readings private readings so people come to me I do them in my home in Calgary uh, I have an old house built in 1888 so it's kind of cool so I do private readings here and um, I'll go on locations, sort of around Alberta and stuff like that to different places and I'll do little groups I'll do I do different kinds of groups like I always say family should sit together if, if there's two sisters and a mom coming together don't sit separately sit together right Cause, because y'all share family by the time I read for the third person separately I know so much right so but I always say friends should not sit together because you don't want your friends whole family coming through your readings so so i do groups like that and plus i do event groups as well too i've got one coming on october 29th at fort calgary and in, uh, in calgary and um, it's about 100 people and then i'll give messages and just talk about stuff like this and, and answer people's questions about life after death and yeah and stuff like that so yeah
0: can you share some experiences that you've had that you would like to talk about either that oh, you've had with clients or that have happened to yourself that are really interesting or
1: yeah different uh, that you want to talk yeah, about well, You know, um, yeah, well, just for the most part, just people who are crossed over, like they come through, they'll give me evidence, they'll sort of tell me things that they did, they did that day, or they've been doing in the last week. And that really sort of validates that stuff. There's no way I can look it up and stuff like that. That really validates what I'm doing um you know this is this isn't so much this is more a psychic thing not really a channeling thing but uh when I was a kid uh living in Scarborough Ontario for one year when I was uh, in grade three I had a spectacular teacher for half a year my parents divorced I mean my parents were separated and I was living with my grandmother and it wasn't the best year for me but I had this most amazing teacher Mrs Burgess and I only had her for half a year now keep in mind I was eight years old so all I knew her name was Mrs Burgess I didn't know her first name or anything but after Christmas she I knew she was expecting a baby and she moved to California that's all I knew and I used to write to her for about I don't know a year or so and then whatever you know so all I knew was Mrs. Burgess uh, from California and I just thought you know I would just she was such an amazing teacher my dad was a high school teacher I would just love to reach out to her and tell her what she what she meant to me so one night blah 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 I'm on the I'm on Google and I put in California Burgess California 750 of them come up. I picked one, of Bill Burgess. And what do you think? That was my teacher. I left a message. She phoned me back two weeks later and, and it was her. Yeah. And I talked to, she was never a teacher again. And the, the irony is a year later, almost to the day she passed away from a brain, brain aneurysm. So I was able to reach out to her and tell her what a fantastic teacher, fantastic teacher she was. So. Oh, so there was a there was a missing boy. Oh, you like this one, Ontario? There was two missing boys that um, I do help with missing persons, um, usually with families because the police don't really listen too much. But with um, and there was there's a little boy Eric Larksford, that's been missing in Ontario. I think it's Kenora, but don't hold me to it. Him and his buddy went missing years ago, I think in the '80s or something like that. And um, I was doing some work with Missing Children's of Canada out of Calgary, and um, Rhonda, who was running it at the time, she got a hold of me. I had a meeting with her, and she fired off a whole bunch of missing kids and stuff and this eric i was like oh it was suspected that john it was eric and john that john's father had murdered them and i said i don't think so i said i think i said is there gravel pits or something in that area and she said actually there is and i said i think one boy fell in and the other one went to save him and she said really and i said yeah and and uh, i said you know long story short i said if i'm right about that there's something really special about john's bicycle And she says, what do you mean? And I said, I don't know. I said, not like special needs or anything, but there was something really special about John's bike. And if I'm, if I'm right about that, they're in the, by my standards, they're in the, um, in the gravel pit. So I don't know who Rhonda called from Missing Children's, but anyway, she phoned me the next morning, like at eight 30 in the morning, she goes, guess what? And I'm like, what? She goes, that John kid won a bike the day before he went missing. I like, ah, bingo, that's it. I said, my theory is they're in the gravel pit. So yeah, that's it. So that was, she didn't even know about that, right? She didn't even know about that. So that sort of that sort of verified, that sort of verified that. So there was a girl that had been coming to me for years for a reading um, uh, and because her husband had passed away in an accident and I didn't realize until about, I don't know, five readings in. I was like, are you adopted? And she says, actually I am. And I said, that's never come up before. Yeah. So, um, so I said to her, I said, you know, I said, I picked a bunch. Of, I said, I think you know who your birth mom is, but you don't know who your birth dad is. She goes, that's right. So I came up with his name. I'm going to make one up, Tim Fraser, right? I'm going to make up a name, Tim Frazier. And she, said, and she says, well, I have no idea. I said, if you send away for adoption records, seven pages, second last page, his name is there. And now in all fairness, she's a little short redhead, right? And I said, you look just like him. He's a little short red haired guy. And I said, and I can see him behind a big truck. Right. And I said, oh, I don't know. Do you know anybody who's a fireman? And she said no. So and this was in the paper. So I can kind of talk about this. So. Um, so anyways, I didn't think about it again. She goes home, sends away for adoption records, comes back. Second last page. His name's Tim Frazier. And guess what? He's the fire chief in Calgary. Yeah. He didn't even know about. it. So, yeah. So got the name, what he did and everything. He came to me for a re- He still owes me a ride on the fire truck. All bells and whistles. and he, I haven't cashed in on that yet. But uh, he came to me. Was like, he didn't even they, he didn't even know about her. He didn't even know about her. So that was that's that was really kinda that was really kind of heartwarming. So yeah, so um, but really the heart of my work is 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 like somebody coming with their their child who who has passed over and saying, you know what you know, there's a little girl that I read for her, her her mom, because her her daughter was murdered, was murdered here in Calgary. I was able to tell what she said to her, you know, what she sent with her in the casket, you know, what they did to celebrate her life, you know, what she did that morning that she spilled a, a jug of milk all over the floor, like that kind of stuff is like, there's no way that I would have any way of knowing. And you just see, especially if they're in front of me, obviously, that, you know, it, it that there is some healing, there is some healing that takes that takes place. So, you know, kids see them all the time. They're the coolest things. Kids see them all the time. Children three, and under, children three and under, to be specific. Yeah. Somewhere around four, it tends to fade. I don't know if it's because they're so fresh from the other side. Um, but it's funny. I had a friend uh, show up with her granddaughter on the 24th of December once because I had some Christmas presents for her. Little Ruby was about three, three and a half. And they came in my door and they visited for about 10 minutes. I gave her a gift, sent her on her way. So my girlfriend phoned me when she got home and she goes, you'll never guess what Ruby said to me when she got in the car. I'm like, what? And she said, she asked if Kim knew all those people in her house. I was home alone and she was about three. Yeah. And I was like, she was like, Oh my goodness. I said, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. that's. Amazing. Well,
0: it's weird to so awesome. get validation from different sources, right? So it could be it is, through your readings, is. through the client, but it could be through somebody else afterwards. You just don't afterwards know. Afterwards
1: so. as well too. Yeah. And I do give a lot of feedback afterwards because I do do futuristic stuff as well too. Right. And then they were like, Oh my gosh, you were right. I had a woman actually it was fantastic. she, looked like it was having a very poor diagnosis about cancer um, and I was like look I don't get your hopes up but you know what I don't get that I said I don't think it's that I think I think I see it shrinking and blah 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 and I told her what I what I saw happening she messaged me actually this morning and said I was bang on right they can't find it anymore I'm like hello hello and you know I always tell people to never say you're sick to never be in denial about your situation but always do it the Irish way say I'm healing I'm healing I am in perfect health that's the kind of thing that I help people because the other Thing is, words and thoughts become things, right? And I always try to help people. You gotta watch how you talk to yourself because the universe is listening all the time. Right. So you never want to say that I'm sick unless you want to be. Right. And I always tell them that the universe has no sense of humor, it's very literal, you know, it doesn't understand if you want something or not. So I really try to help people, you know, it's sort of uh how that how they talk to themselves. But with this girl, yeah, I was like, I'm not getting that at all. I said, "I, I think the doctors are wrong, and they were. And I'm sure they're happy about that as well, too.
0: One thing that you want to be right on is something improving their health, not getting worse. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And it's just like, yeah, it's just like if you had no money, you wouldn't keep saying I'm broke. So if you're sick, why would you keep saying I'm sick, right? You want to say I'm healing. I am in perfect health. Thank you for my healing. That's why, you know, thoughts become things. That's why you hear about, you know, I swear, this kind of making this up. But every third person I channel, I think has had cancer, right? And it's just like cancer is a deep resentment. I try to get people to let go of stuff that they've been hanging on for a long time. And your body talks to you as well, too. I help, you know, I don't know all the body parts. But some of them, you know, and I kind of help them. It's like if you've had a bad a sore back for a long time, you're carrying a burden. You know, if you have babble trouble, you're holding on to crap. If you have lung trouble with your lungs, there's grief. I'm not saying that there are other things connected. But that's why I hear a lot of time. Ta- I get a lot of these people who come to me and go, oh, my gosh, my brother passed away from cancer. He exercised. He was fit. He ate well. And I'm like, yeah, but what was going on in his mind? Right? Because it's all connected. And then they're like, well, and then, and then as soon as they're like, well, yeah, he struggled with this and that, and he couldn't let go of, you know, this. And that. I'm like, yeah, and that's why he got sick. It's all connected. So you want to do what the doctors say, but you also want to step back and go, okay, what well, brought me to this place? Because you don't just get sick. You don't get a headache because you have an aspirin deficiency, right? Right. So, yeah. So I help people with that, with their with their health and their well-being. Because if you just do what the doctors say, I mean, sure. But, you know, here we go. But if, but if you encompass all of it, your chances of recovering and healing are so much bigger.
0: What have you been working on lately? And do you have anything that you want to talk about yeah, that I'm is doing, coming up for you?
1: Yeah, oh, well, of course, it's October. So I'm going to do in Calgary, I'm doing an event at Fort Calgary um, on October 29th at 7 p.m. Uh, you can go onto my website at clairvoyantkim.com or my Facebook at clairvoyantkim. And the information is there. Or You can shoot me a message. I'm going to do a little group reading. It's just fun for Halloween. You know, it's funny. I try to take the paranormal out of it so people feel more comfortable with their loved ones her past. But it, you got to be fun with this stuff as well, too. Right? Yeah, you do. So, yeah, so people, and I do private readings as well, too. I do private readings. So if people want to reach out, yeah, my Facebook and uh, and my website.
0: Okay, wonderful. We'll be sure to put the uh, website link here in the description below so people can uh, click that Anyhow? for you and uh, go check you out. And hopefully yeah. book a reading with you and t- see what you yes. do. So
1: Yeah, well, I'll give you a free reading anytime you want.
0: Yeah, wonderful. I'll take okay. you up on
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, okay.
0: thanks for being here kim i appreciate thanks, you uh telling us about what you do your background and uh, some stories thank that you. you uh wanted to share with us today so thank you
1: yeah and i'll come back on anytime you want me
0: that oh, sounds wonderful okay
1: so, thank you bye-bye thanks trevor
0: miss one of our episodes replay your episodes on rhode island broadcasting show your support for haunting live by supporting our broadcast partner rhode island broadcasting find them on youtube The paranormal can happen at any time, so that's why our Etsy store is always open. Get your paranormal items from cleansing to protection to attraction. All available now on our Etsy store. Search Haunting Live.